we're back. Welcome back uh, to another week of Coffee Conversations. This is uh, Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. So we had a little bit of a gap week. We did. But hey, we're, we're back. Things have been a little little fun, but a little busy around here. What are things? some of the things that have been going on, Deacon Bob? Well, First Communions are, are ramping up. Um, trying to get the yard and the garden in oh, has yeah. been a challenge. Yeah. Um, fertilizer's down. Fertilizer's down. Everything's planted right now. Nice. So nice. It rained a little bit yesterday, too. It so. did. And I can't believe how fast things grow when they're in the dirt. You know, when they're in those little pots, they're sure. like all crunched up. Put them in the dirt, and they're like, I bet they increased by three times the size it's awesome. in the last week. It's awesome. Yeah, so a lot of things going on. School's finishing up. This is, um, we're actually, the, the buses are about to come around in a, in a few minutes for the second, second to last day of school already. Mm-hmm. Eighth grade graduation yesterday. And um, yeah, it's been, it's real busy. So we didn't have, we didn't have time uh, last week to, to get a podcast in, but we're, uh, we're, we're back here now. And um, yeah, a couple weekends ago, we had uh, ordination weekend. So in Cleveland, we had uh, four guys ordained to the priesthood by Bishop Molesic, uh, downtown Cleveland. So I was blessed to be able to go because one of the uh, one of the new guys, Father Alex Clark, who will be over at St. Mary's uh, or St. Sorry, uh, St. John Vianney's and, oh, okay. and mentor. He's from my from my home parish, so he was ordained, and it was just uh, just such a good, beautiful celebration. It ended up being a nice weekend, and yeah, so it's it's pretty exciting. So. So, do you think about your own ordination when you go to somebody else's? Yeah. So that yeah, I, I did, and it was really cool because this was the first. Because uh, last year we didn't, they didn't do ordinations as as normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually moved them to the fall. So this was the first ordination I was able to be at um, as a priest. So which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I, I did. It was like only only two short years ago, <laughs> uh, short, long, whichever. Uh, this this past this past year has felt like I don't know it's felt like you know two seconds and then like twenty years at the, mm-hmm. at the same time depending on who you ask <laughs> but but yeah I mean I did I didn't remember you know not long ago just kind of it felt very surreal just kind of the whole day because uh, you, you'd meet in the morning with the bishop and your you're the and your parents and you'd pray morning prayer together and then you'd be over over at the uh, the cathedral and. For me, it kind of felt like because you're ordained, you experience two ordinations uh, in seminary. Mm-hmm. First, you're ordained a deacon, and then, uh, and then you're you're a deacon for a year or so, and then and then you're ordained a priest. So you experience two ordination um, masses. So the second time around, it's, I kind of knew it was kind of happening. It's almost like <laughs> it felt like um, it felt like riding a roller coaster, uh, in the sense that like. And so you, when you've ridden a roller coaster uh, a bunch of times, you kind of know how the roller coaster goes. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, like where the hill is, where the turn is, kind of what this feels like, what this feels like, and you can kind of anticipate it while also riding it. It kind of felt like that. Because oh. <laughs> um, it's like I, I kind of know what's happening. I'm like it's like it's in this surreal time too, because it's like this most important important moments of your life, and and it's you're excited and nervous and and feeling crazy and. But it was, yeah, it was really cool, um, just to be able to experience on, experience on this kind of thing, side of things. So, yeah, for me, I've been married uh, forty years. Yeah, you experienced two sacraments, two yeah, sacraments as, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, I've been a deacon thirteen years, and we walked through the ceremony and we prayed through the ceremony. I, Father Woos gave us the, the rite of ordination. 
probably about a month ahead of time or a couple of weeks ahead of time. Yeah. And just asked us to pray through it so that mm-hmm. we knew what the words were and and could pray the prayers. Because, you know, when you're nervous, you can't really hear a whole lot. You're just kind of like yeah, trying you're to figure just... out what to do next. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> um, but it was a pretty profound experience. I, were you nervous before? Um, were you more nervous before marriage or before ordination or equal or? No, I think it was more like I was more nervous when my wife say yes to me when I asked her to marry me. Okay. <laughs> or would we get the letter from the bishop like a month before that said, yes, you're going to be ordained. Oh, that's <laughs> That was true. the really nervous part. Yeah, that's true. Was waiting for that. Yeah. The the proposal either way. Yeah. <laughs> Either from or from your, your future wife or your, yeah, or from uh, the bishop, future bride of the church. Yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Do you have a favorite part of ordination? I th- I don't know that I had really any one uh, favorite part. So at the ordination mass, uh, there's um, there's a, there's a number of things that happen. So after the homily, uh, there's a number of things that that kind of happen that bring about ordination. And ordination isn't, um, it's kind of, its not just like graduating from priest school. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly we do take, we, we are in seminary for a long while. We do take classes and, and all those things. But it's not just graduation. It, it's something um, even deeper, uh, even more spiritually uh, significant than that. That um, like who you are changes through what happens at the ordination mass. So there's a number of things that, that happen and play out in order for the ordination to happen. So... Uh, one of the, I think, three three of the points of the ordination liturgy, which are really significant um, for me, was first was at one point in the at one point in the mass, um, everyone who's going to be ordained lays down on the ground uh, next to the altar, uh, right in the middle of the uh, cathedral. So it's called a, a prostration. So you're lying prostrate uh, on the ground, and your face you know face uh, down, and you know it's it's a great symbol of your surrender of of giving of your own life for the sake of, of the church that you haven't just decided to do yourself, but that God has called you to do through the church. And it's a, it's really kind of an amazing moment because you're kind of just, you're not really doing anything. You're just, you're sitting there and people are, you're, you're lying there and people are praying for you. And uh, all the while the litany of the saints is, is happening. So we believe that the church doesn't just exist here on earth, but exists in heaven and that the saints um, pray for us, that our hearts may be open to receive what God wants to give us. Uh, in this, in this case, uh, ordination, the grace of the grace of ordination. So, um, so you're lying there, and you're just, you know, the marble's pretty cold. <laughs> so in 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 May, um, what month were you ordained a deacon? Uh, May. May. So it's still a little cool outside, but the the cool marble yeah, kind of feels good on your forehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of feels good. But you're just kind of lying there, and people are praying for you, and it's uh, got all this music, and it's just kind of this, just kind of heavenly experience. What was you? What, uh, what was I, that, how was I it would, like for you? I would agree that as we're laying down in the sanctuary, um, you could feel the prayers of all the people that were praying for us. Yeah. And just the thought of all the saints in heaven are praying for us uh, was just a really profound experience. Um, they did caution us, though that when we got up, most of us were like in our 40s, 50s. One of the guys was early oh, yeah. 60s. 
that we shouldn't get up too quickly or we'd pass out. <laughs> so it was a very slow transition from laying down yeah. to standing up. The, uh, the uh, permanent deacons aren't uh, spring chickens. Uh, like no, the, uh, not all of us, no. Like the, uh, like the, like the young priests. So. <laughs> yeah, you guys good. probably just bounced up. Yeah. It? <laughs> it's good to know when it was harmed. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, any other part of ordination mass that yeah. stands out? Yeah, so that, and then the two other things was, um, so at one point there's the, it's called the laying on of the hands. So first, uh, the bishop uh, doesn't doesn't say anything, uh, but every, each, you know, each of the guys comes up individually and lays hands on their head, uh, lays hands on his head. And it's this moment where, you know, the bishop's praying for God's presence, praying for, for the Holy Spirit. Fun Greek word, uh, $5 Greek word, uh, this is called epiclesis. So... Epiclesis is just a Greek word that means calling down, uh, or you know, kind of invoking or summoning. Um, so God, so the bishop is 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 calling down, is inviting God uh, to come into uh, you know the soul of this person by putting his hands on uh, the person's head. Interestingly, another place where this happens is at Mass when uh, the priest prays over the bread and the wine, and uh, because of, not because of anything the priest is able to do, but because of God's. Uh, love because of God's desire uh, to be with his people God actually his presence comes into this bread and this wine and even though they don't change on the outside in our viewing of them they what they are on the inside changes mm-hmm. so um, that happens at ordination within a within within a priest's life you know uh, he doesn't change physically but but who he is changes and uh, it was just cool. So then the bishop does it, and then and every priest who comes to the ordination mass uh, does it as well. Uh, so as an expression of their uh, of their sharing in the ministry with the bishop, uh, that they do that that same thing. And to have you have all these hands just kind of you're, you're kind of looking down, and you have all these hands just kind of touching touching your head. Uh, you know, it's just to know all these guys are, are are praying for you, and you're going to be a brother priest with them. You know, in a matter of moments is kind of a kind of really cool thing. Yeah, and then and then the last one was uh, the the bishop uh, or um, anoints your hands with oil, so you you just go up right in front of him and he he kind of pours his oil on your hands, and prays a prayer. Because as a priest, you're going to be um, sanctifying things. You're going to be uh, you know doing the sacraments and whether that's confession or anointing people who are dying or celebrating the Eucharist. You're using your hands in a very real way. Um, to help you know bring God's presence into the world uh, through the sacraments, so um, so your hands are anointed you know kind of for that very thing. So, what do you remember most about uh, ordination? Um, I remember the, when we got vested and yeah. they put the stole on us, and our stole goes from like our left shoulder down to our right kind of hip. Right. Um, and the whole idea is it's supposed to reflect the towel that Jesus had over his shoulder when he washed feet. Yeah, the so ser- service. When we're ordained, we're ordained in the service. So mm-hmm. anytime I'm whining about why I have to do something, um, I go back to that moment of we were ordained for service. Not always the glorious jobs, um, but sometimes it's hit the shovel in the broom at the end of the parade. Yeah. Uh, but that's what we're we're called to do is be there for those people that need God's love the most. For sure. Um, and also, the bishop holds on to the book of the gospel, and we hold it too. And he tells us to believe what we read, to teach what you believe, and to practice what you teach. 
And I have that hanging next to my door so that when I leave my office, I remember that that's what we're called yeah. to do, is we're called to be of service yeah. um, and to live the gospel. Which one of those, which one of those do you think is, is hardest, uh, hardest to do? Uh, probably the practice what you teach. <laughs> practice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's easy Just to give a it. homily, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's harder to live the homily. Did you, were you excited to, to preach as a deacon or were you, were you something nervous? You know, that's like a very, it's a, it's a role like people don't just get up necessarily and start preaching, you know. Well, I had done a lot of retreat work. So I was used to retreat talks. Um, but I remember in homiletics, the guy who was teaching the class, I gave this homily and I wasn't prepared for the reading. I prepared the wrong reading. Oh, yeah. So he just, I, I winged it. And he just looked at me and he went, what the hell was that? <laughs> that exactly. a homily was a whole lot different than yeah. than doing just a retreat talk. Right. That you're unpacking scripture and, you, and you're representing the church. Yeah. So it was a lot different for me to give the first homily because it wasn't Bob the Bible guy. Now it's Deacon <laughs> Bob who's representing the church. Yeah. When, when you were praying with the bishop the morning of your ordination, do you remember anything he said to you about ordination um not really <laughs> so it was uh bishop perez uh ordained us as deacons i'm trying to remember and then and then bishop molestic I'm, I'm sorry no so bishop perez ordained us as deacons and priests um i don't i don't really remember it's all it's well, all kind of a i blur, remember we but, were yeah. sitting in this little chapel for morning prayer and bishop lennon looked at us and he goes you may not feel like you're ready to do this he said, but the church feels you're ready to do this. And so the Holy Spirit will give you what you need, which yeah. I thought was really profound. Yeah. Um, I think even when people are there to get married, sometimes they feel like, well, are we ready for this? You know, and if you've done all the preparation and you've done all the things you're supposed to do, God will give you what you need to get through whatever comes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely, I've definitely relied on that uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, some of the things of priesthood I never would have seen myself doing, you know, getting up and preaching every week, um, you know, kind of wearing a Roman collar around. You know, when I when I first uh, first thought about priesthood, I was like, oh, I, I like, you know, normal clothes, <laughs> you know, and all these things. And, you know, why not drive a Mercedes Benz and <laughs> like, you know, have all these ideas of what you think happiness is. And then the things you end up doing with your life that you never thought would bring you fulfillment or make you happy. Um, end up being those things um yeah because god calls us all to something you know whether that's uh, a vocation you know whether that's being a ordained person being a, a priest or a deacon or whether that's religious life married life consecrated single life you know there's god calls us to something but then god calls us just in the everyday too you know of how am i um living not just for myself but you know for others in a very real way and yeah, just that, that adventure takes you in all kinds of places. And for me, it was the whole idea of surrendering. Yeah. Um, when the bishop, like, holds your hands and says, do you promise me and my, do you promise obedience, obedience to me and my successors? It was like, yeah. And it was almost like that moment when I said I do when we got married, you know, that I'm surrendering all of my wants and needs um, for a greater good of like being married to my wife and what her needs are and mm -hmm. and her hopes and her dreams um, as well as 
what are the, the hopes and dreams of the church and God for the people that we're ministering to, yeah. even though it may be different than what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And I think the important thing, too, um, uh, just doing a little bit of marriage prep with couples, it's, it's kind of this understanding of, of not if, but but when you're going to have kind of difficulties mm-hmm. and challenges and troubles. One of the one of the strategies can be, you know, of, of thinking back to your wedding day, you know, thinking back to the vows that you made, thinking back to those things. But even thinking back to like, when did, when did you first meet? You know, what, what was, or when, when you got engaged, like what was going on in your life and your heart and reminding yourself of those things sometimes. Because, you know, doing what God calls us to do is, is good, but it's not always easy. And I think it's, it's, you know, so in the sense of, you know, going to the ordination this last weekend, you know, just, it took me back to a place of, you know, this is where I came from and this is where, this is literally the physical place where God called me to do something. But kind of being reconnected to that place can be, um, can be life-giving just in light of any, I don't know, challenges and struggles you face in life. So. And I think married couples go through that same thing. So like when people right. go to a wedding, everybody cries. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not because they feel sorry for the people that just got married. Like, oh, this yeah. is really sad. <laughs> you don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. But it's that, it's tears of, I remember what that initial feeling was like. Yeah. And I remember the promise I made that, that we live this I do every day of our life. And you know it's not going to be easy for them, but if they rely on God to help them live their I do's, and the same with our ordinations, um, that God will help us to get through those really difficult moments. Yeah, following a call to God is beautiful. You know whether that's uh, whether that's encased within a wedding mass. You know where the the bride and groom are very just dressed up beautifully, and what they're doing is is beautiful, or it's in you know. Um, young men who are laying down their lives for the church and are surrounded by their family and their friends and priests uh, who love them. It's, a, it's just a, a very beautiful reality and one our, one our world needs, you know, to see um, people living uh, committed to, to giving their lives for others and committed to giving to God. So, so if you know of anyone, um, you know, just in your own life that you think could be called to a vocation, whether that's, you know, marriage or religious life or priesthood, like, don't be afraid to reach out to them and, and say that too. I know in my own journey that was important. Uh, that it was just a, two or three people who said something, but being willing to, to stand up and say something can really make a difference. Mm-hmm. All right, so there, so there it is. Just a few reflections and thoughts on uh, ordination and uh, diaconate and priesthood and, and all that. So, uh, Deacon Bob, can you can you lead us out with a little prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God. We ask you to bless all people that have made a commitment to you and to others. We ask you to bless priests that um, their leadership and their spirituality will help us to come to know you more deeply. We ask you to bless deacons, all those people that are of service to the church. We ask you to bless married couples that say I do every moment of their lives. And we ask the Lord to bless all of us that we can grow closer to you. And we ask these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
Have a blessed day, everybody. Stay warm. I it's, it's going to be uh, cooler for this Memorial Day weekend, but yeah. that'll be okay, though. Yeah, it'll be okay. So get your, the get, sun's your, out. get your scarfs and your sweaters on just, mm -hmm. just for a day. <laughs> And then we'll we'll enjoy the summer heat. On Tuesday it'll be 80 degrees again after the weekend. I well, so. you know that's okay. It's okay. Nice. All right, everybody, have a good uh, Memorial Day weekend. God bless.